sinking and other people on board are either fighting for their lives or just like coping with death except it was all labeled as um, Tumblr accounts because <laughs> now that Tumblr is banning pornography which we discussed last week uh, yeah I know righteous cause blah 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 but a lot of folks are now not so fond of Tumblr because the sexy times it was like the safest porn site in the world I got really there like were, sad because some of my favorite ones that I like to visit regularly were like poof gone and I was like oh I was reading even more into it and it was really dark with the child pornography stuff yeah and, uh, I think it's a good thing it's like worth it they, the way that they delete uh, like they when they did find pictures to delete they would delete the pictures but everyone who shared it uh, counts as an its own post so it doesn't get deleted from someone who shared it and then even if it gets deleted site wide uh, everyone who had shared it is still connected as having shared someone else's post so it's just making a community of people who now know back each other. up their own stuff yeah yeah and it's good they're they're gonna shut that down as always you know people trying to fuck kids in any sense is always completely vile and wrong but well, just I just even like I mean not even fucking kids but like just sharing images of of vulnerable kids like yeah. naked kids like that's just that's so and wrong as wrong as that is and it's fucking vile it is a tool that has always been used by the prude community to try and take out any kind of like sexual community whatsoever. Right. And we're actually going to see a lot of that in today's topic is yes. just where there is an alternative sexual lifestyle, you will have people jumping up and down, pointing their fingers saying, Hey, that's a slippery slope to pedophilia. Right. And like the slippery slope to pedophilia is what's going to kill. What was the safest porn site? The slippery slope to pedophilia is what like keeps nipples off of art and Instagram. Right. And so Yes, pedophilia is absolutely fucking rotten, and we should do whatever we have to do to fucking swat that cockroach with the heel of a shoe. But at the same time, it can't be used as this menacing force of removing healthy mm-hmm. sexuality that's right. just a little bit offbeat. Right. And with that... I think it was, a, it was a lot of Tumblr's own fault where they didn't want to implement a system yeah. that could actually deal with that. They it, instead took the cheap way out. It's a good metaphor for how we handle sex as a society in general. Mm-hmm. Of by not having like stringent social rules, it's this very like black and white area of just being in denial about alternative sexual lifestyles, mm-hmm. and then finally coming to this point. Now we can touch the table. Finally coming to this point. God damn it. Finally coming to this point where a community that is sexually unhealthy gets so out of control that we have to go on, you know, damage control and start putting it, putting all the fires out. Mm -hmm. When, if we could just be honest and open about sexuality and have discussions about alternative sexual lifestyles, LGBTQ politics, etc. And what's healthy and what's not healthy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I don't know, people are just like, nope, we just don't even want to talk about any of it. Yeah. Because, yeah. But like if you... People don't. If you have a healthy understanding of what BDSM is and why some people enjoy that, then it's easier to have a discussion about what you need to do about sexually unhealthy relationships or abusive relationships. Right. But if you do what Tumblr did and just, you know, plug your ears and say, la, 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 I can't hear you, all of a sudden you fucking let pedophiles in. Babies come from a stork. 
Yes. Which is Tumblr's <laughs> official stance now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, the cabbage. Only back. men have nipples, and uh, babies come from storks. Yeah. No, I actually read recently that women might have nipples, but we'll never know. Yeah. They're no. banned on Instagram. And Tumblr. One time I and had a... nipples uh, on Tumblr. Not that I'm very proud of this fact, but once upon a time I had a Tinder, and there was a picture of me dancing with a mannequin, a headless mannequin, and it got banned and taken down because it was a naked mannequin. Did and it have nipples? No, it had it had a pointed breast, though, and someone reported it and it got taken down. Oh my goodness. That was me. Isn't that nuts? Isn't it nuts that, like, a while ago, George W. Bush was like, hey, we shouldn't allow people to have photographs of the fucking war we're engaged in because that might turn people against the war. And so there was just a media fucking blackout on the gore and devastation going on in the Middle East. Isn't it nuts that there are at least three movies made about a store mannequin coming to life and a man falling in love with it? There's three? At yeah. least three. Yeah. There's a Christmas Disney movie where a store mannequin comes to life. And, uh, oh, it's Mommy for Christmas. It was uh, yeah. in, the, in the late 90s. Uh, a little girl wants a mommy for Christmas. It's someone's Chris, did like, you interrupt my also, rant? Yeah, and about, also... Uh, interrupt, interrupt any rant from you? Are you con- <laughs> continuing to trample my rant about American war crimes? Yes. For mannequins? Yes. And then Mannequin 1 and Mannequin 2. This isn't the first time this has happened either. Lots of Barbies have come to life, including that one Tyra Banks movie where she came to life as a Barbie. And there's a whole series about it right now on like Hulu or some weird platform like that about a doll coming to life as a giant mannequin doll person that doesn't understand how human culture works. What is with these mannequin movies? Research 9-11. Um, <laughs> hello, Man- welcome. Mannequins did <laughs> Welcome to Kinkcast. Jet fuel doesn't melt plastic. No, legs. but jet fuel creates an oven-like structure that can melt steel beams through no, convection. The building created an oven-like sculpt structure. The fire of the, the jet, jet fuel. Yes. yes. Okay. It's fucking. It wasn't a hologram, and it wasn't. In any ways, Dick Cheney's a war criminal. Um. <laughs> With a mechanical Barack arm. Obama is also a murderer. But that's beside the point. Michelle Obama and George W. Bush are so cute that they're friends. I'm in pre- I'm I'm I a red card was thrown, recording was stopped, and I have been laid to rest. Welcome to Kinkcast. It is a podcast about alternative sexual lifestyles and a sex-positive view of different kinks and fetishes. I am your host, Bing Bong. This is my co-host. I'm Chris. And that is my other co-host. <laughs> Bang the energy drink. Bang the... That's a weird name for it. Cotton candy flavored energy drink. It yeah. sounds so gross. It's Can so I smell good. it? Yeah. I don't want to sip it. You don't, because I have a cold. Oh, it smells exactly like I thought it would. Mm-hmm. It's worse than I would have imagined. I like him. Um, that thing terrifies. The The thought of that flavor terrifies me. There's another one that's called Rainbow Unicorn. Yeah. What does it taste like? I guess I already know. Um, <laughs> What's the like, sweetest thing you can think like of? Like when yeah. you mix sour Skittles and regular Skittles and you just drown it out with like a melted uh, candy pop. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Ring pop. It's a, yeah, it's sour Skittles and regular Skittles in simple syrup, and that's it. Yep. If you boil a nerd's rope, it just turns into a fine paste, and then you add some creatine <laughs> to it, and now you have an energy drink. Uh, today's topic... I don't think creatine's an energy drink. 
It actually Super is. Super creatine. Mm-hmm. It's got creatine and in it. And CoQ10. Oh, so you're getting both. And it's got zero sugar, zero everything all the way across the board. You know when you smell something really sweet and it says zero sugar on it, that just means health. Yeah. Any, that, that's yeah. another thing that terrifies me. It's ar- artificial sugar now. Yeah. Hey, so uh, to stay on topic, we actually do have a fascinating, fascinating episode today. We do. Um, as much as this might seem rather boring, I think this is a fascinating one to discuss. We're discussing the fetishization of heights, which yes. would include people who are into little people, people who are into giants, or people who just have a sexual preference for people of a particular height. Yeah, significantly taller or significantly shorter. Yeah, and the technical the Yeah, the extremes. So this um actual the textual the the technical term is anastemophilia. Oh wow. You got that the first try. Anastemophilia. I didn't even, I, I wasn't even gonna take a shot at it because yeah. it's spelled like It took me working on it in the car on the way over here. Yeah. Like it's, it's spelled like letter soup. Just, yeah. Yeah. Anastemophilia, which is literally a sexual attraction to significantly taller or shorter people. But this is not going to be including just, you know, how the typical Tinder profile of a lady says she won't date under six feet. Or like the dude who's like, I won't be seen with a girl who's taller than me. Yeah. It does not include those, no. No. Those people are just wrong. I mean, people are allowed to have their preferences. This is the... Um, Attack of the 90-Foot Woman. Is that what the old movie is called? 50-Foot. 50-Foot Woman. I think you gave her a, a few extra feet. I'm sorry. Uh, I just, I'm not positive. 90-Foot is what they keep doing to like Godzilla now, where he keeps getting like 100 bigger feet bigger. bigger and Progressively bigger. bigger, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman, which is where, I mean, I think a lot of this kind of stems from um, popular culture. Like, you know, being really, really small in like the, you know grasp of like a really really tall person or the other way around like being the really really big person that is like i don't know with someone who's very very small a lot of that comes from like a pop culture fantasy kind of perspective i think those movies at at least in my perspective seem to be an excuse to uh sexualize women Mm -hmm. to just be like oh they grew so big that their clothes can't fit and no matter which way you're looking at them it's always an upskirt yeah uh, I think that what's interesting about this in particular, outside of pop culture, is while it does not have nearly the impact of other features, height politics have a significant impact on our own self-esteem and our interactions with other people. And it's uh, height politics, as you're stating, is one of the uh, biggest factors in like uh, job hiring and that kind of thing. <coughs> like it is, it is your height... Uh, determines so much in life. So, I mean, we have like, uh, we're in a lot of turmoil right now for wealth disparity in people, and we are in such a complicated racial hierarchy in the United States of trying to break free from boundaries and create new ones. But you could make an argument that if we could live in a, um, a, a, you know, theoretical society where all race relations are completely like homogenized, almost like hair color, where it just doesn't matter that much. You can imagine height becoming a social issue. It was a joke from uh, Rick and Morty. Really? Well, that episode where they are, uh, it's the unity episode. When they start breaking people free of unity, it turns out the whole society is actually super racist because people have different nipples. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People will find a way to hate each other, and people do use height as a way of, of hating each other. I mean, that, that's a that's a very genuine thing. Yeah. Uh, more often than not, it's going to be uh, 
a man is supposed to be powerful, being short makes them less than powerful, and a woman is supposed to be dainty, being tall strips her of her daintiness. Um, but there's other stereotypes and hangups in there threatening. too. And it's a threatening. Woman that, a woman that is tall is supposedly Amazonian. more threatening to you know a man's power. But I mean, you look at how odd it is that Tom Cruise is such a remarkably small man. Yeah. And at the end a of the day, of, uh, leading men are, yeah. are tiny, which is not what you expect. But I mean, they still frame him in shots to be taller than he is because but Tom Cruise. There's a whole conspiracy that he lies about his height, and that every program that he's on has to agree that he is a certain height, and has to edit him to be taller than he actually is. So, like, if you see him standing side by side with famously tall people, like he'll be the same height, even though it's like we know that you're like five five. And the guy you're standing next to is 6'3". You should not be standing shoulder to shoulder with him. You know, just to take Tom Cruise as an example, I think it's so much more important to, like... I think I've heard someone talking about this recently with baldness. It's just, like, if you just own something and you, like, try to be talented regardless of it, Mm -hmm. that's so much more attractive than, like, the creepy shit people do to try and, like, extend others into their denial. Because stuff like that's always so fucking weird. It's like the uh, going into baldness, like uh, people who use just hair, that head spray, the yes. hair color spray, just to color in parts of their head to make their hair look like it exists. It looks inf- infinitely worse than just when you're looking going at them in. directly, but you wouldn't know. No, you do know. Yeah, you know. You do know. But one of uh, Trump's little uh, gremlins. I was going to say minions. I was too, but there's a Gremlins thing right in front of me. And Chris got me a Gremlin Christmas present, which I appreciate very much. But uh, uh, he recently did that in a public appearance. I was like, yesterday you were bald, and now you have paint on your head. He always had hair, trust me. (laughs) But uh, sticking with height uh, and height politics, as, as much as they exist for things like job interviews, I'm sure casting is a huge part of it. Uh, a good friend of mine is a model and she is just a little bit too tall to be a model and she gets shit for it all the time because models are supposed to be tall but she's too tall Um, and there is no legal protection for discrimination of height you hear that? wow you hear that? so no matter how if someone does not like you because of you being tall or short they can Decide just not to hire you or rent a house to you. you. If someone's too tall to rent a house to, I can legally say I don't trust giants around here. Yeah, and no legal protection for height. Interesting. So I should start abusing that. But uh, just like there's all these different social. I'm right beside you, Tommy. <laughs> your plan's not going to work when you tell me it. My uh, as much as there's social hierarchy, there definitely is a sexual hierarchy. So before we get into extremes, I think it would be worth discussing the gender stereotypes that exist around height. And moreover, that like every woman on the planet is supposed to be five seven, and every man on the planet is supposed to be six foot. Right. The medium or the average height for women is uh, five five. Really? Is it really? I know that. What's the average height of a man? I don't know. My height is five five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, I think the average height for a man is five nine. Five nine? Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, five nine is not short. It's just we put this. I, and it's only because we use feet. They don't use feet elsewhere, do they? No. Not outside of the United States, yeah. except for, like, two countries. Six feet is just that, like, magic point of just, like, that's the minimum of being tall. And, you know, I'm guilty of this because, you know, I think I'm, like, 
five foot eleven and three quarters, but mm-hmm. like, god damn it, I'm six feet. I'm like, a, I'm a crazy, I'm a crazy person about that. If when, I, when I put when I put shoes on, if a doctor ever shorts me that like that quarter of an inch, I am furious because I am six feet. God damn it! I mean, I get mad when a doctor measures me less than six feet too. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing I can do about it. Um, it's so fucking stupid. But there are a lot of sexual politics. I, I'm wanting someone else to jive in on this. Has it all been said that men are powerful because big? And, and the implication is the taller you are, the more powerful you are. And It's a dominance thing, I think. I mean, I really, I think that's the, the, the deal is that you want to feel, sorry, table's dirty. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, it's a primal instinct. When you're big, you're yeah. strong. And big, strong, hey, me. Yeah. Mm, beat up other people and take lady. Yeah. Lady can't be tall because lady can't beat up me. Because right. when you're a kid, you're small and everyone bigger than you is in charge of you. And so then yes. that just gets lodged into your tiny little lizard brain. That things go, that are bigger than you are in charge. And you go mm-hmm. to a fortune telling machine and you wish to be big. Yeah. I mean, I know that's how I got where I am. Zoltar. Yeah, I've tried that so many times. It has not worked. You can go I tried to that the this actual weekend. Zoltar. I found a Zoltar. The actual Zoltar? Weren't you in L.A.? Uh-huh. Yeah. Was it the actual Zoltar? Yeah. The one from Actually, the movie? they had like three of them, but... Uh, so, it's yes. not the one from... They probably have the one from the movie, like, preserved somewhere. Probably. No? And probably Universal in a Studios? Museum or something. They left Zoltar behind. But I went to one on Santa Monica Pier, and I, it took a few tries, but... What'd you wish for? To be big. It just took my dollar and then was like here's your fortune and then like spit out a thing that gave me a little fortune yeah what did it say oh i don't remember uh, uh, you're one of the most magical experiences of your life of meeting a movie proven wizard <laughs> yeah i'll have to i'll have to get back to you on that but yeah no i saw one of those it was kind of cool i had I was my like, tarot oh, read so we're in the similar your oh, nice. my tarot mm-hmm I like getting my hands. I know you're pronouncing it wrong intentionally, so I'm not going to correct you. My, my, Palms red. I was eating caramel while having my tarot red. Caramel is a correct way of pronouncing caramel. Mm. Okay. Car- um, caramel so is just the lazy way, lazy do, way to pronounce it. I do want to mention the two different kind of fields. I know we've talked a little bit about like gender stereotypes, but we should talk about the two separate kind of... Um, kinks that are involved in this, right? There's two different fetishes. One for gigantism and one yes. for medical terminology of little peopleism. Yeah, okay, so the first one, I macrophilia. Macrophilia is a fascination with or sexual fantasy involving giants. Um, more commonly expre- expressed as giantesses because it's usually people that are into larger women um, or female giants. It's typically a male fantasy uh, with the male playing the smaller part Entering, being dominated, or being eaten by the larger woman. I don't know. Which, I've met some people who like giant dudes. Yeah, but like that's John not, C. Riley. No, like but that's not considered foot. like a fetish. Oh, yeah. Wait, so like this fetish is purely into the, the realm of fantasy. No, there's Mm-mm. there not are, just. but that it is normalized in society for women to want to seek out gigantic men. Not right. So it's colossal not, men. But it's not a fetish. Then it's just like, oh no. She's just dating a tall guy. At a, at a right. certain point, though, that has to be a fetish of if, and I'm going to remove gender from this entirely. Yeah. If you are seeking to be with someone, and like you are sexually aroused by the fact of being with someone who is outside of average heights, outside of abnormal heights, 
I'm going to call that a kink, and I would call that macrophilia. I assume that there's there's parts within. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say fantasy. society would argue that that is just her type. Okay, if I only dated people above seven feet, I would call that a fetish, because that's hard I've, to find. Yeah, you're only dating NBA players. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you, there's lots of famous tall people. There's seven feet. John C. Riley is eight not feet tall. Over, he's not Ben over. Kissel so is nine feet tall. You didn't let me finish. Andre here. the Giant is dead. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's usually this is typically a male fantasy. However, um, other otherwise um, other women who in, it can also involve women whose partners have a naturally significant difference in size. So like Shaquille O'Neal, it can it can be women that are into you know, taller partners as well. I think Shaq... But it's usually natural. Usually whenever a gentleman who has a fantasy about a large giantess, it's usually supernatural height yeah. in yeah, that case. Yeah, it's the whole thing from Futurama with the Amazonians. Amazonians. Yes, exactly. And the Amazon is something that I found pops up quite frequently whenever researching this. What's the island that Wonder Woman is from? Amazonia. Um, no. Lesbos. It's, um, no, it's... <laughs> Um, Lesbos is an island. Stop it. You're throwing me off. It's uh, Themyscira. Themyscira. That's it. Yes. Um, Anyways, and then there's also... um, um, Oh, sorry. Macrophilists also often enjoy feeling small and and being abused. They like being abused, degraded, dominated, or eaten. This may also view female giants as being powerful and dominating. Um, psychologist Helen Friedman theorized that because women in most societies already view men as dominant and powerful, there is little need for them to fantasize about it. So that's maybe why a lot of women don't have this particular, um, fantasy or kink. And because a fetish by its nature is outside of the societal norms or taking a norm to its extreme i'm not going to rule out the possibility of people having this because i mean i imagine macrophilia has to exist within the gay community it does yeah it does um it yeah it definitely does because i was able to find some groups um but women who take on the roles of the giantess within this fetish often find the practice to be empowering and enjoy being worshipped um because sometimes you know it's kind of a, a role change right um, to have someone basically like just kind of, I don't know, basking in the giant glory of being super powerful. Well, I can also see it as being empowering because a lot of women are insecure about being tall. So yes. having someone being like, oh my God, I'm just in love with you because of the one thing that you are insecure about. Yeah. It's pretty you know empowering yeah wanna... personally i'm 510 so like i'm taller than most women and it's very i've always been concerned about dating people that are shorter than me although i usually do date people that are shorter than me and i'm always worried like oh my gosh am i making you feel is... emasculated am yep. i making you feel like bad because i'm taller than you and it's usually not the case like i feel powerful with a, a taller deal. woman like yeah. like a six foot two like giant woman especially if she's like well, pretty. Mm-hmm. I, I feel cool. Yeah. But uh, well, it's also, there's a lot of public, like, as we said, uh, mo- a lot of lady men are short. Mm-hmm. Most celebrities are short. Like, yeah. really? Period. Yeah. There are very few tall celebrities. How tall is Jennifer Lawrence? Oh, Jennifer gosh. Lawrence, I don't think, is very tall. The you exception is female celebrities usually are tall. 
Sometimes. Or, Some of them are very short. Like Eva Longoria is very short. Kristen Chenoweth, yeah, is like and, almost uh, certifiably the, like a little person. Yeah, the, yeah. the uh, lady who uh, plays uh, uh, Frida in the Frida movie. Sama Hayek. Sama Hayek is like mm-hmm. four eight. Really? Yeah. yeah. She she is extremely tiny. Lady but, Gaga is very short. But a lot of women in Hollywood are very tall, and so you see men, powerful, powerful men, quote powerful celebrity mm-hmm. men, you know, dating celebrity women, and they're standing side by side, and they're little short dudes dating mm-hmm. really yeah, tall models. Yeah, there a height disparity between uh, Brangelina? Wasn't Brad Pitt like 5'10 and Angelina okay. Jolie's like 5'11 well, or something? She's short. She's like, well, I say short. She's like 5'7. At any rate, I really want to get into giant Short to play. me. <laughs> Sorry. Short to me. Which is where like I just am like on my knees with shoes at my knees and mm-hmm. then I have a regular height lady with me and then we just have like a bunch of like children's kitchen equipment and like we paint a cat to look like a tiger. <laughs> Shouldn't you have gigantic kitchen equipment so it makes it feel like you're... Like uh, like Joel in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind yeah. during the saddest mm-hmm. scene of that movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. I will say I was able to find some research into the roots of macrophilia. Um, and this may lie in sexual arousal in childhood and early adolescence, which is accidentally associated with giants, according to Dr. Mark that makes Griffiths. Sense. Um, one of our favorite guys to kind of research with here is Dr. Mark Griffith- Griffiths. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting, like being exposed to giants or being turned on. Like I can imagine, okay, I'm obviously not, but I can imagine being like a prepubescent boy or, you know, like puberty age boy and going to see something like the 50 foot woman and being like, holy shit, those are some huge boobs, you know, uh, like. Or just your mom's friends. We also, yeah. we also know that uh, children develop start developing sexuality younger than puberty. Right, And so it it would make sense for a guy to develop this fetish later in life from, like, seeing a full-grown, like, naked woman Mm -hmm. on accident one time when he's little, and he's like, oh, she's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or, like, having a crush on a teacher and, like, becoming aware of that size difference. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it could really be anything. Mm-hmm. Do we want to flip the switch to the opposite now? Oh, well, wait. Just, oh, just I'm a second. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm almost there. Um, Dr. Griffiths also claims that the internet has played a crucial role in helping create and facilitate this paraphilia. This is because this fetish is almost totally fantasy-based. So much of the material used for gratification is placed and distributed online for macrophilists. There are some macrophiles who attempt to experience the fetish in real life by dating extraordinarily tall women, also referred to online as Amazons, even if they have to pay to do so. So there are actually a lot of um, escort services that you can actually, I guess, hire women or whatever for this purpose and select ones that are like extraordinarily tall. Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, Brienne of Tarth. Um also so that's kind of interesting. Captain Phasma. Yeah. Um, Tommy's favorite Star Wars character. One, one of the, so dynamic. <laughs> one of the things that I thought was really cool is that there's actually an annual Amazon convention um, that's all like geared towards very, very tall Dana, women. Are there like, and there? the people who love them. Could you re-record that? You mispronounced the word orgy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but it's interesting because they actually discuss things like co-fetishes 
um, like breast fetishism being pressed against or between or being like smothered with giant boobs. Um, uh, also dominance and submission, sadism and masochism or vorophilia, which we've talked about that before, like being eaten. Um, Vor gets crazy. Yeah. Being eaten by a giant. Amy Rose. Whatever. Uh, yeah. So it's kind <laughs> of like Amy a, tiny. like, I don't know. My first thought was like, you know, role playing a Jack and the Beanstalk kind of situation okay. where there's like, you know, a giant that's up in the clouds or whatever. I don't know. And just being like absolutely crushed by a giant. Person. I want to so. be Dr. Alan Grant and I want to reenact the entire Jeep <clears throat> scenario, except there's Alan. just one woman who's <laughs> Alan. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. And that's uh, what I have. Uh, just like, <clears throat> is that, that seems like that's like a skit or something I've seen on something. Oh, mm-hmm. it's being a sexy woman. Like cha- as as the T Rex chasing after the Jeep. Um, I have a, I think it's from a joke that me and another friend used to go on and on about, um, and it is not appropriate for this podcast. Wow, not appropriate for this podcast. Um, so we will that get into that. That must be a super duper level. No, of we're on a PG show. We're on a PG show, and it is. A, <laughs> so I, none of us say cummy or jizzles. Uh, <clears throat> cummy in my tummy. Um, <laughs> Wow. I was at a show the other night. That's all I have about giants. I was at a show the other night, and uh, because it's Denton, and because everyone was drunk, a guy, friend, I was about to play on show, play a show, and he said, give me a kiss for good luck, and he kissed me on, I kissed him on the cheek, and he said, not on the lips, because we're just fucking around, because we're drunk, so I kissed him on the lips. It's no big fucking deal. But I think my parents saw it, and so I think that, like, that's, like, an issue now. (laughs) Because, like, I think my parents think I'm gay. I thought you weren't drinking until after you are going to I got fucking slammer-jammered. It was a wild night. You're going to have a nice holiday, then. Well, I think, because, like, they were making, like, jokes about me being gay over Christmas dinner. So, like, I think I have to, be, like, sit them down and, like... And you had Christmas dinner? Yeah, we had to celebrate Christmas a week early. Anyways, I think I have to sit them down and be, like, and declare that there is no closet. Like, Mom, Dad, I'm straight. There's no closet for me to be in. I've been out for a while. I do tell my dad that I'm a lesbian very often, but that's just because it's my favorite joke. But we're sex positive on this show. (laughs) Yes, sorry, I had to tell the story of me kissing my friend. Um, People who are into tiny people. People should kiss their friends more often, and we should all be friends. You know, I've I've fallen into a friend circle that kisses each other on the lips, and it's not a romantic thing. They're just lip kissers. And you know what? I think that that is a nice trend. I think people should just kiss each other on the lips more. Okay, uh, so Tommy... What do you want from me? You might be in a cult. Um, I mean, we all work. There's like one guy in charge, hey, hey, and he's hey. like. Expressing intimacy with friends is not a bad thing. Thank you. Thank you, Dana. The ethical slut says. You had an opportunity to take the joke further, but instead you shut it down with a positive message, and I really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that's my yeah, so that, is, uh, that is the second rule of improv say no. So if you want to take any lessons from today's episode, kiss your friends. It's not a big deal. Unless your parents are watching. In which case, they might not understand it so much. They should open their minds. Or you can do as the McElroy brothers recommending. Kiss your dad square on the lips. That's... I don't like having that thought in my head. See, I'm not okay with that either. (laughs) Some families do it. Yeah, Yeah, some people do it. And that's great. Good for you. I won't. Um, That's a bridge too far. For me personally. Well, uh, no... (laughs) I'm going to make a blanket statement. Don't kiss your dad. But your dad knows you're a lesbian, so... My dad knows I'm no... a lesbian. Yeah. All right, Jesus so Christ. what do you have on microphilia? Uh, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. And, uh... Yep. Uh, I was trying to do some research, and when you search for this, 
most yeah. of the results are people questioning whether or not this is the same as pedophilia. It's not. It's not. But that's all the that's the first twenty or so results on Google are just is this pedophilia? And then there's debates within those that are saying, I mean, it might as well be, or no, it's not. Well, where this is going to get more complicated than the opposite is than, than the height fetish is with height. The bridge between fantasy and reality is uh, it's a little bit more of a gray area. Right. With with little people, this is going to be a fetish for people with the medical dwarfism, mm-hmm. and the alternative is a complete fantasy situation where it's like Paul McCartney in the Help movie, or what have you. The little people in the uh, Gary Oldman in uh, Little Something, Little Dancing Man in the yeah. Tim and Eric. So sketch. people with achondroplasia. No, I mean like fantasy little people, like oh, cupboard oh. Indian in the cupboard tiny people. Got it. Got versus it. Versus yes. people mm-hmm. with dwarfism, and I would. I hesitate to even group those together because those are such violently different fetishes. Sure. Yeah. One is is like a one is an anime fetish and the other one is a, you know, attraction to a, a birth defect, right. I suppose. Well, it's just a, it's a medical condition, but um I think I I have a personally a question to pose to you guys. Yes. What's the difference between um someone who like is medically like has a chondroplasia or has, you know, um, there's a lot of different uh, names for it. Like, yeah, like, like little people, some syndrome, yeah, some sort of, yeah, thing that makes them. But then what's a spinner? What's a spinner? Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard that a spinner is like a very small woman that you can literally like put on your dick and then like spin around. I well, thought a spinner was one of those surfboard like, old surfboard. That's what that is. Oh, surfboard. I'm not mispronouncing it. That's Beyonce's Surfboard. Surfboard? That's a song by Beyonce. Sasha Fierce. Is that the banana album or whatever it's called? No, it's where the lady does twirls on the dick. Yeah. A spin. You don't have to be twirling dervish. Is no, that what you mean? It's called Surfboard. Oh. Correct I've, me if I, I'm I've wrong. I've always heard them called spinners, and that was like if you have like a really tall guy... In a very, very small, small woman, and the whole point is that they date smaller women so that they can put them on their dick and then spin them. I don't... I think that's, that's wild. I think that's uh, an urban legend. I think so, too, but I just mm. heard the term and I had to mention it here because... They have to be short and not have legs. No. no. They can have their legs up in the air and then they can be spun. Mm-hmm. Okay. It makes perfect sense to me. You they have to be to... short and gymnasts. Yes. Yeah. Gymnasts, yeah, because gymnasts don't have sex. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's a very small group of people. I'm just saying that, like, if it's two bodies that can do it, kind of like... If I the, don't think physics if the would dude, allow for that. If, that's going to break a dick. No, if the dude is strong enough and can, can perform with his lover, like, standing, where, where he's standing and then the person they're fucking is, like, against them and they're, like, fucking in free air... That's doable. Yeah. It just takes a light. No, I was thinking like the gentleman laying down completely and then just. Oh, it's it's even better if you're standing up like that. Just put like a, a belt around them 
and just Woo! spin it like a, <laughs> it's like doable. a motor. But uh, there are, I imagine this fetish would include some people are just born short. Yeah. Other times people are born, are, are developed short because mm-hmm. of something, some stunted growth in their development. Right, right. Environmental, yeah. And then finally, there are, I believe, 63 different kinds of achondroplasia. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. I think so. Yeah. And there's lots of different variations in, you know, genetics, um, kind of, I don't know, what do you call it? Um, I don't know variations. Yeah, yeah that and I mean the the most I don't presentations. Know what, that's what I was yeah. Thinking. I mean, I know there's like primordial dwarfism, which uh-huh. I've watched documentaries about, and that's a very rough birth defect. Mm-hmm. The most common one, or the most seen one, I guess the most prevalent. Prevalent, not not. Mm-hmm. Pre- I I don't know if it's the most prevalent, but uh, the uh, one that uh, 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 Peter Dinklage is uh, mm-hmm. has is because. Those are the people with that birth birth defect are for the most part healthy. Like they yeah. they don't have major medical issues because a lot of those do come with major medical. Issues. Well, the life expectancy is, I believe, a little bit smaller, but it's the same for gigantism in the sense of. Uh, the body likes to be within certain dimensions for the organs to work properly. Mm-hmm. And when you're outside of those certain margins, your risk of organ failure goes up, which usually chops about 10, 15 years off of life expectancy. Well, right. even just being taller, the taller you get, the uh, more likely you are to get cancer. Because you've got more surface area. You've more got more cells, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, that is what, like, the, the, what are they called in The Wizard of Oz? Munchkins. Were you just making someone else say it? Yeah, I didn't want to say it. Uh, Or what was the name of the guy from uh, Jackass? Wee Man? Okay, thank you. I just didn't want to say it. Um, (laughs) I believe the... And then uh, that was... Are you going to go mini-me now? Yeah, I'm glad I didn't have to say it. Burn Troyer. But yeah, and I mean, there's lots of... the. That's also one of those weird... And I'm not calling the fetish itself weird. I'm calling it, it... It's one of those weird things where this fetish has, like, widespread exposure for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that everyone knows about. It has never been portrayed in a positive light. Mm-hmm. Not by a long shot. Well, but it's always comedic. It's always comedic, and it's it's very much... the It's the butt of the joke is the, the little people themselves mm-hmm. and also the people who are sexually attracted to it. Mm-hmm. But, um, or even... It's even, like, a checklist kind of thing where it's like, oh, dude, I just banged a, a little person except mm-hmm. they didn't use the word little person they used the right. M word it's a lot like uh, it's a lot like diaper fetishism where it, it's it's kind of this rock bottom portrayal in a lot of television and film mm-hmm. um, which is so which is so dehumanizing right they're, they're people they're human beings well and it's one thing to have a preference it's another thing to have like a, a preference for someone shorter and then it's something else to be like ha I just want to get you know one person of this race or one person of this you know height or whatever like and to not even have a fetish for it just right. to say it's been done yeah yeah now you, you see that happen a lot with um you see that a lot with like frat dudes and like mm-hmm. a, a black chick well and you like, see it on a lot of girls too that like oh you know i banged one married guy one engaged guy one you know or whatever it's like being like a butterfly collector yeah. and that's yeah. that's just as dehumanizing mm-hmm. but uh at the end of the day uh this fetish is not portrayed positively right uh being attracted to little people be it male female from male female no matter what the circumstance is mm-hmm. is it's viewed as something that is inherently 
funny and mm-hmm. weak well, slash too perverted. And I think it has more to do with the fact that you're not interested so much in the person as their physical attributes. Yes. And I mean, like we talk about that a lot, like a lot of different physical attributes as being something to be attracted towards. And we're like encouraging about it. However, this is less about like knowing the person than it is just like, oh, I want to bang a little person. Well, you know? I, I would make mm-hmm. the argument that the more extreme someone's physical attribute it is, the more difficult it is to see them as a person. Right. And I don't Rather mean Rather than that, as an object. Yes. And, yeah. and I guess I, I worded that the wrong way of making it sound like I'm encouraging that. Or I, The better way to put it is um, the more extreme of a physical difference someone has, the more likely someone might treat them like an object rather than a person. Well, that's yes. what they... Well, we just talked about uh, uh, macrophilia literally 10 minutes ago, where the whole category of people was called Amazonians. Yeah. Where it's a way of dehumanizing them instead of saying, oh, tall people, they're Amazonians. They're the right. other. They're not, they're not my kind. But right. this, is, this is not so different from what happens in the minds of racists. Right, or what exactly. happens in the minds of like a sexist jerk is you cannot see these people as individuals. And, and that's... That's what gets so frustrating about a lot of, like, talking head type stuff in the news, where it's just like, black people didn't vote this way. Black people did vote that way. It's like, well, they're not a fucking mass. Right. They're individuals. Yeah. And when you talk about groups like everyone born with this birth defect, everyone with this set of genitalia, and I had the same conversation with my sister over Christmas break because she started saying some crazy transphobic shit. Mm-hmm. It's just, you can't take an entire group of people under one umbrella and assume they all had the same childhood mm-hmm. and assume they all work the exact same way. And, and just like if you're going to do that to a race or to a gender or to people who have dwarfism, it's right. fucking cruel. It, right. it, is, it is important to see them as individuals individuals uh but you can take a look at demographics like that because like for black people they do all experience certain institutionalized racism it takes a degree of maturity to recognize that statistics waver in certain ways but they're but people are still individuals with inside those statistics and that's the balance between those right and i'm glad we i'm glad we kind of isolated that i'm glad we discussed that yeah but i mean like my argument has always been that like between the way the left words things and the way the right words things is the truth is in between those and the right is always well statistics 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 and the left Mm -hmm. is always well human rights human rights human rights right well how about both yeah why can't we just have fucking both why can't we be grown-ups and Mm -hmm. have both the right doesn't use statistics anymore yeah, they use healing. They didn't use statistics during the Bush era either. Yeah, but they like to rely. They like on to them. pretend that they had. Statistics. They, okay, so let me take that back. Racists like statistics. There's nothing that racists love more than statistics. You can make statistics say whatever you want. Right. Yeah, they, they're very pliable. But science. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, little people are people, and to to lump them all together as sexually unattractive is well. Cool. That's that's why little. People and little person is the more commonly accepted term because if you say a term like uh, like midget or dwarf, or dwarf, it's taking away their personhood. Mm-hmm. They're no longer a person. They are a midget or a dwarf. Mm-hmm. So that's any any adjective that describes someone. If you're only using that adjective to describe a whole group of people, it's taking away their personhood. Right. It's saying you know the blacks yeah. instead of yeah. black people mm-hmm. or you know, it's saying... Or people of color. Yeah. It, like, a- anything like that. If you are using... And right. if you're taking away their person and just using the adjective, mm-hmm. it's... But, you know, I, I've known a lot of people on a spectrum of height. And um, 
I've known like really, <laughs> but no, I, I've I've had a lot of friends who are like outside of the norms, far outside of the norms. And what comes to mind is growing up, there was a guy who's kind of in our, like my sister's circle of friends who was probably about six seven, and then I dated a girl who was probably about like. Kristen Chenoweth size, like four or five or something. Yeah. And they were both, I imagine both of them as like being on this, like this line of it's remarkable, their size, their height, but they are still recognized as people. Mm -hmm. And once you start getting outside of that, and when you talk to people who are outside of those boundaries, mm -hmm. they complain that like, people don't treat me like a fucking person. They come up to me with a joke that I've heard a million times before. How's the weather up there? And I mean, I imagine for a tall man or for a short woman, it's more appropriate to mm -hmm. joke about those things. So if you're right. a very short woman, people feel comfortable saying, ah, I can make as many jokes at you as I want. If you're a very tall man, that gives as many jokes as, you, as they want. You have the inverse, and it's a little bit more impolite to bring it up, mm -hmm. but people still do the fucking stupid jokes. Right. People think they're real funny. And once you're on those real extreme ends of probably being under four feet or probably being above seven... That's where you start to really be dehumanized. People will avert right. eye contact. People won't talk to you. Right. Which, I mean, obviously would make, I don't know, sexual experiences um, challenging as well. Because you don't want to be objectified. Right. Like, how do I know I'm going into this relationship with this person or even just this, you know, one night, you know, bit of fun with this person and they're not going to, you know... I don't know, use my smallness or tallness against me, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, it's, if I can imagine being like an extreme height mm -hmm. and I would be mortified if someone wanted to fuck me just to plant a flag. Yes. Just to say yes. that like my sex life is so crazy. I fucked a person of remarkable height. Yes. Which is not how anyone should be fucking. Like if you want to have right. experiences that great, but it needs a consenting partner. Otherwise it's almost kind of monstrous. Yeah. It's uh. I uh, once had a one night stand with a girl that uh, I'm not like the fittest person I've got. I'm a little chubby. And uh, I found out like a few days later that she was a self-described chubby chaser. And I was just like, oh. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> I was like, oh, so that's why. <laughs> that's garbage. Also, she's not trying very hard. Like, you're not... That chubby. If she was really going for like the world's fattest man, she missed the oh, mark by yeah. a lot. Yeah. Okay. That, okay. Like, I'm just saying. Have you ever seen that image of the Pillsbury Doughboy photoshopped till he's like fucking ripped? Till he looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a delicate line because at, at the same time, these people deserve to have sexual lifestyles. They, they deserve to have sex with, with somebody they who cares to. about them as a human being. Yeah. But yeah. if they do like, you know, wantonly having sex with, <laughs> you know, women that are just like, or women or men that are just mm -hmm. like, oh, I just want to fuck you just mm -hmm. because of you, then, you know, good for them. It comes well, down to the communication. People, there are people that, I mean, like, Shit. especially I know, um, whenever we were fuck. talking about this before, there are women who do feel um, empowered by the fact that, oh, okay, I'm taller and this, you know, smaller man or smaller whatever wants to worship me and be in awe of my tallness. Like, whatever, that's great. But there are some people that don't. So the, communication is key. What do you know? What do you, yeah. It's, it's like an important thing. Yeah, we talked about that, like, all the time. So I think that's really just the backbone of this is, you know, I... 
And what, at the end of the day, how would you even communicate to someone, hey, I want to fuck you because of the experience of being someone within your unique physical characteristics? Right. Like, poor double dick dude. I don't feel too sorry for double Neither dick Neither do dude. I. I feel sorry for him. I think he's a liar. I, he might Somebody be told me he doesn't really exist. Yeah, we said that. No, I don't want to believe you. I don't. I don't also, that you. chick with two vaginas... A lie. Or the guy with the giant, most giant dick in the whole world, or whatever. That he's, he's like, I don't want to have sex with he's anybody anymore. Yeah, he's on just, a radio show. Yeah, that really sucks. He sits around like, and he wants to be an actor, <laughs> but no one wants to cast me in movies. They just want to put me in pornographies. It's very hard to be me. I hate that dude. So I, shut the fuck up. I think this uh, the what are what are we calling this, the little people one? Little people. Microphilia. Microphilia. I think that's uh, been spread more recently because of uh, the prevalence of Game of Thrones and the uh, screen screen presence of Peter Dinklage. Because mm-hmm. he is a... Handsome, handsome. Very man. handsome man. <laughs> and he has... Yeah. He has... Like, he, he holds on to the screen. Like, the camera loves him. Well, and not only that, he's not a sexless character. Yeah, like, he is, he's very much like, I'm the god of tits and wine. Yeah, he's the opposite of a sexless character. Yeah, so, he like... He fucks everything. Yeah, and Well, so, it's hinted that he's a good lover, too, which yeah. also goes against stereotype. Yes. And it's also shown that he is a caring person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not very many people in that world that are caring, but he, like... He's, he's a favorite. Yeah, he's not just, like, a, you know, I'm gonna fuck this uh, whore. Yeah. He's, but I mean, he's like... Speaking of which, that comes back on in April. Yeah. Peter Dinklage has, like, the dream career of, yeah. of, a, of a performing little person. Because if, if you are a little person, you are going to have difficulty in a lot yeah. of physical tasks at work, which makes performance. And people are going to be attracted to just how much screen presence that has mm-hmm. unfortunately that gets you cast as uh fucking leprechauns yeah you can only <clears throat> warwick davis kind of thing you can only yeah. be cast as goblins like little things yeah where munchkins uh, leprechauns peter dinklage is actually outside that he is he has been cast as roles that were written for uh uh Average size people. Yes, which I, took, I didn't want to say normal. So. Which took yeah. fucking hard work. I mean, yeah. I, I it's Christmas time, so the movie Elf has been playing a lot, and I still get a little bit uncomfortable. Peter Dinklage's role in that, yeah, the entire bit of like he's being he's they think he's an elf, yeah, ha. Which even that role is somewhat <clears throat> mildly empowering because it goes against a lot of stereotypes. Yeah, because he's like. He's an important individual yeah. in the movie. He was a child's book writer or something. Yeah, he writes children's An books. executive. Yeah, so. and ends up winning the fight. Right. But in, in its own right, the stereotype of the little person who's really good at fighting, mm-hmm. that that's a very tired stereotype and trope all on its own. I think we've seen that a lot. Yeah, it's in a ton of movies. But it, it is kind of unfair how the uh, the little person is always viewed as like, can only be fucked by complete perverts, or mm-hmm. a woman is lesser for having fucked a little person. Right. But the stereotype does exist. Of, isn't it funny how little people would win all the fights? Because it's unexpected. Right. Um, well, I was able to find lots of groups online for this um, this particular set. I'm going to say it's a set of fetishes, really, because yeah. it's. I mean, anastemophilia is you know a, a 
the term kind of over both of these as like an umbrella. But I'm sure someone has got both. I'm sure that somewhere out there in our grand expanse of the world, someone with gigantism has fucked someone with dwarfism, mm-hmm. and that's wild. Yeah, yeah, uh, I saw that. It was uh, Peter Dinklage fucking uh, Andre the Giant. He just crawled inside him. <laughs> You need to stop putting images in my head. That's a little much. <laughs> they, they, you know what? Uh, little is it known. Rule 34. Um, Andre the Giant was um, uncircumcised, and so the two of them were docking. <laughs> but then the skin went too far, and he just took all of Peter Dinklage. Yep. Just and absorbed up into him. Andre the Giant was fucking some girl, and then it was just Peter Dinklage's head popped out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Um, so some of the groups I found on FetLife, one of which was called Gay Giants slash Macrophilia. Guess how many? Gay Giants? Okay, so actually, I wanted to guess. I think that it went unnoticed, but I think that in the um, the gay community, I imagine that being into giant men has to be very popular. But is, uh, is FetLife particularly gay? It does, yeah. Okay. I'm going to yeah. guess this is close to 6,000 then. 2,000. 96. People. Oh. Really? That's 96 small. members. Um, there's also another group called Tinies and Giants. This is... A different group? 45. 100. 18. Ooh. Very this small. is less popular Very than small. I would have thought. Um, there's also another one that's... And I did go out of order this time. Mm-hmm. Um, midget slash dwarf slash little people fuckers. Four hundred. thousand. One thousand eight hundred and eighty-three. Okay. And then there's also one other group that I found that was called Girls Under a Hundred Pounds, Tiny, Fragile, Small. That's just for like petite women though. I guess. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, to go into like personal preference, like I mm-hmm. think tiny women are very yeah. attractive. There's there's only five thousand. You've said on the show you are attracted to very tall women. I'm attracted to women outside of normal height conventions. Oh, I think that that's very attractive to me personally. Um, is so this is your episode above six, below five? Yeah, I mean, it kind of goes neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. The show isn't about me. Brienne of Tarth and I'm uh, attracted Kristen to Brienne of Tarth. Kristen, you mean Captain Phasma? Um, the most dynamic Star Wars character. What is, actually, no. What is her name? Ah, Fre- the one who played Frida. You just said it. I can't think of it again. Salma Hayek. She is gorgeous. She, she is a gorgeous. gorgeous woman. I do love her. In and my mind, I love she's Kristen six Chenoweth. feet tall, though. No, she's, she's love, itty bitty. Yeah, I love Kristen Chenoweth as Glinda the Good Witch. Is Kristen Bell little tiny? Little. Uh, Kristen Bell's, I, I believe, know. in normal height. You know what? Just, just real quick, if you'll... She's an average If type. you'll humor me real quick, yeah. how much time do we have left on today's episode? We've seen a movie with uh, Sama Hayek and uh, uh, that that guy who plays alongside Will Ferrell all the time. John C. Riley. John C. Riley as a married couple, and, I mean, he mm-hmm. towered over her. So, uh, I found just a Hollywood height chart, and we're just going to go over it real quick, if that's okay. Ooh, just, very good. I think this is helpful. Do we have time? Yeah, sure. Just, just, just for conversation's sake, uh, Vern Troyer was two foot eight. Rest yeah. in peace. And yeah, he had a lot of a lot of medical issues and was a uh, alcoholic. A, yeah, he abused all kinds of substances because of the pain that he constantly felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Coleman was four foot eight. Okay, that makes sense. Which is significantly taller. I thought we were um, going to guess these, but oh, sorry. Oh, did you no, already see Danny? I don't, don't want to guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to guess. Do you feel cruel to guess? 
Danny DeVito is five feet tall. Yeah, oh. I, that, I think I knew that. If that puts into perspective, how tall is his wife? I thought they were divorced. I think they got back together after. Really? I don't know. But Janine Garofalo is only one inch taller than Danny DeVito. Five foot one. Wow. Uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Mm. Elaine from Seinfeld. Or Veep. Or Veep. Five uh, five foot two. So she's not... Same as Lady Gaga. Yes. She's born with it. Uh, Prince is five foot three. Rest in peace. He's he's itty bitty. Mm. Shorter than me. Thank God. Michael J. Fox was five five. Is five five. Elijah Wood was five six. Is five six. Um, <laughs> this they this was when they were they were all this height when they were fourteen. They they've grown since then. So real quick, Andre the Giant was seven foot one. Shaquille O'Neal is only a half inch shorter. There's controversy around how tall Andre the Giant actually was because he was a professional wrestler and professional wrestlers and professional wrestling exaggerates the heights of all of their people. So if you look up any professional wrestler's height, you will get different answers. Conan O'Brien is six foot four. Yes, he's he's tall. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, if interestingly enough, if I was in a room with Brad Pitt, me and him were the exact same height. He's really? Yeah. I thought he would be shorter. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's some celebrity heights for you. I thought that would be more interesting than it was. It was not particularly interesting. That's cool. There, there wasn't anyone that was like a big surprise. Mm-mm. No. It seems if like... You, if you had had... Said, surprising celebrity heights. Yeah. Conan O'Brien. One Only inch tall. four feet tall. <laughs> well, that's they interesting. They do force perspective on <laughs> And I'm glad that we talked about this, because like, I feel like... I don't know. We can kind of imagine some of these people, and then it's kind of different to think about them because I guess the way that they're on screen makes it seem different. Hype politics are real. They're also kind of bullshit. I mean, it's just one of those things that if if you realize you have some sort of like bias against height, I guess the the most important thing to take away from today's episode Mm -hmm. is goes outside of sexuality is just treat human beings like human beings. Yeah. Like, and if someone is outside of normal height conventions. Don't fucking make a joke at them about it. I know it seems like an easy icebreaker, but that's making it about you feeling uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's like going up to a trans person and like immediately like gushing and asking questions about it. No, just Mm -hmm. treat them like a person. When you make it about their difference, you're making it about you and how that difference makes you uncomfortable. Or how it, I don't know, kind of a sick, holier than thou kind of thing too. You're an oddity. Like yeah. I'm going to view you as a zoo attraction. Like yeah. if you're encountering someone who is outside of something that is normal to you, just ask them how they feel about the local mm-hmm. sports team or the event that you're at. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Um, does that mean we are at the FDI? Or ask them how they feel about Captain Phasma <sighs> and her eventual return in the next Star Wars movie. She's going to keep dying and they're going to keep bringing her back. Unless Star Wars just gets bankrupted. Wouldn't that they be won't. nice? Both those movies made a fuck ton of movies. They keep making them twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> those those movies are going to keep making money just because they're not making the money that Disney wants them to make. So they're taking a bunch of them back and like retooling it. That doesn't mean they're gonna stop making them. Um, Cost them more for the, than for that than it does them uh, words. Marvel. It costs them more for that than Marvel cost. <sighs> Endgame is a dumb name for a movie. Anyways, it looks like a good one. You. You have this whole thing against... Superhero movies? I hate them. Superhero movies. You have a whole thing against... You, you went on a, this whole thing last week about 
uh, Aquaman, and it's like, oh, it's just a movie being silly, and it's like... Insincerity. It, it is, it's sincere because it knows what it is. When a movie knows what it is, Gremlins. Gremlins 2. <laughs> Gremlins or Gremlins 2. It doesn't matter if it's silly. If it's, you know, playing up to that, that's a good thing. It is very sincere to know what you are and to play to your strengths versus, I, again, I'm just going to point out, Gremlins is the kind of movie that Aquaman is trying to be right now, and you're upset at Aquaman for being a Gremlins-type movie. I would disagree with that, but I would like to continue this discussion on another podcast. <laughs> um, as far as the FDI goes, um, I don't think that this even deserves to register on the FDI. I think so, too. The most, I think... Yeah, the most dangerous thing that can come out of this is um, someone who has... Death by Snoop Snoop. No, someone who has a sexual fascination with people outside of normal height conventions, average height conventions, and um, they're going to use someone to plant a flag, yeah. quote-unquote, and not communicate that fact. If we were to rate this on the FDI, we would naturally be saying that there is something wrong with being too tall or too short. Right, and there's not. Yeah. And, so. it, and if people can't handle that fetish and they're going to be assholes about it, that's them being assholes and that's not even technically dangerous. This just kind of comes down to communication. I would kind of call this a wild preference. And then finally, when you get outside of that, we didn't particularly discuss it too much, but like fantasy gigantism of like, you know, being the size of a G.I. Joe to mm-hmm. a, a normal, to an average sized person slash uh, having someone who's the size of a Barbie doll that's wacky and out there, and I'm sure we could find some really wild online stories, but that doesn't register on the yeah. FDI either because it's just playtime. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, if you are interested in reaching out to us, let us know your thoughts. You can reach us at Kinkcast Podcast. We didn't answer a question today. We didn't have a question today. We didn't have an introductory question today. We didn't. We'll have two next time. Uh, you if you want to like and subscribe and smash that bell, make sure to send us... Um, We're not on YouTube. Make sure to send us how many bells you smash. I always thought that it would be great to have this show with examples of pornography in it. What a wild time that would be. Okay, well, so still not on YouTube then. <laughs> well, what? No, we could be on YouTube. We just have They're to never be... On no, we, we wouldn't even be demonetized because we could just... We, you can't porn on YouTube. Well, you'd also we'd have to be stealing pornography to use it under educational purposes, and then who in the world would host us? We couldn't be on Pornhub. No, you could. You think that if we uploaded Shrek a- Two is on Pornhub in its entirety? <laughs> <laughs> I like that you know that. All right, um, it's my. It's you know some folks have got Netflix, some people got HBO Go. I've got the Pornhub television app, and I use it to watch movies. Tell the us only what, movie they have is Shrek Two. Tell us what you watch on Pornhub, and you can reach out to us at kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at kinkcastpodcast or on Twitter at kinkcastpodcast. Merry Christmas, and... We will see you next time for Pokemon Fetish. Fuck, I love franchise episodes uh, so much. If you like short people, use the hashtag short stuff. If you like tall people, use the hashtag the big picture. Fuck off. (laughs) Same as you
the world. All men are brothers and tears. 